Hey everyone, welcome to the Opera Sky podcast. My name is Ricardo Monegas and I will be your host. On this podcast, we would like to share valuable knowledge, lessons learned, and stories from entrepreneurs, investors, and managers while running their businesses. We strive to ask the right questions and discover insight from our guests so you can apply them in your business and life right after each episode. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Hi everyone, today we are talking with Thomas Sironis. We are going to have kind of a master chef class today. <laughs> he is a founder of the Startup Kitchen. It's a community helping startup, early startups to improve and grow in the Czech Republic. And so I hope we will have an interesting conversation with him and all the, his knowledge on investment and how to find the recipes for success. <laughs> so welcome, Tomas. How are you? Hi, Ricardo. Uh, thank you for having me. It was a really nice introduction. And I'm really doing great and looking forward. How are you doing? I'm going well, yeah. So the weather is quite good in Prague, so that's important <laughs> after the long winter. So, yeah. Yes, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tomas, how, how do you arrive to be a master chef? So, or, and what does it mean for you to be a master chef in, in Starro Kitchen? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't cook. I'm really bad <laughs> in cooking, at cooking. However, uh, we put together my colleagues and friends who have experience in venture capital, like they uh, used to be working or are still working in venture capital funds. And we put them together and created this startup platform to help, uh, especially first-time founders, with their first investment round, with their first investing. Our goal is to demystify this venture capital field, meaning like I'm happy to help with the shareholder agreement, convertible loan, term sheet, and all these expressions that look super complicated but at the end of the day it's not that hard so our goal is with startup kitchen is this to help first-time founders and the reason it's called startup kitchen it's because our colleague kate it's Sislova, she's the mastermind behind all this creative thinking and designing and colors and <laughs> clever names and so on and so on. And she came up with this idea of uh, cooking ideas in a startup kitchen. So therefore it's called Startup Kitchen. Great, great. So, and what is your role in the startup kitchen at the moment as a master chef? So what does it mean on day-to-day -day operations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks like I'm the chef, like I'm the boss. <laughs> uh, but in fact, I'm... I'm not doing the big stuff at the moment. I have a great team of colleagues, as I mentioned in the beginning. Uh, the goal was to put great individuals together and create this platform. And uh, I got, or there is, there is Kate Sislova, as mentioned. She's our marketing and communication guru. And also she's helping founders with their uh, pitch decks, marketing communications, products, and so on. Then we have uh, Nikki, Nicole Naxerva. She's our 
uh, watchdog. She's uh, checking all the deadlines and everything that we promise, especially I promise <laughs> that we are really keep, keeping our word and doing everything we are supposed to do. And also she's a event guru, production guru. She knows all the catering tips, venue tips, event tips, and so on. So, so she's our head of events. And also we have Domi, Dominika Pekopová. She's a... Our operations, she's like doing all the stuff that are not so visible, but in fact, we wouldn't survive without her. And also we got there uh, several volunteers uh, who are helping us like uh, Hugo, he's our IT guy, our brother, my brother, he's helping us as well with IT stuff and so on. And then we have some other analysts and associates and volunteers from different organizations that are coming to our startup kitchen and helping us on a voluntary basis which is awesome so our i don't know our team or our community is growing bigger and bigger mm -hmm. got it and how do you keep running all this work together like yourself so what is your way to keep motivation is that itself helping a startup is already a good motivation enough for you to keep going even in the hard days or do you have any other routines Yeah, uh, that's a really great question. It's uh, it's fulfilling job, actually. Um, I used to work in a companies where we had meetings for meetings. Like we set up a call or meeting just to prepare for actual meeting. And it was such a waste of time and skills and energy that... I I appreciate this venture capital job that I have at the moment because I meet founders and individuals that believe they can change the world with their products or services and their positive thinking, their enthusiasm and all this stuff is very contagious. Like I love sitting at the table with someone who really thinks he or she can improve the world or save the world. So that's something that motivates me and keeps me going. Um, yeah, that's the short answer about the motivation. <laughs> Good. And in, in the long term, what, what would you like to achieve? I know that you have mentioned already in, the, in your previous answers that Um, you want to demystify the uh, the venture capital industry, but what does it mean in 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 practical terms? So how yeah, what happens with the first time founder, and how you can help them to find funding, mm -hmm. for example, and in a better way that they are not scared of investors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like. This morning, we had a lecture or workshop in Charles University mm -hmm. where we had students and young people thinking about entrepreneurship, but who are too afraid to set up their own company because they don't know how to do taxes. They don't know what accounting is for. So this is one of the activities that we would like to help improve Czech startup ecosystem. That's first. And second, 
Yesterday we were for four or five hours, we were helping founders with their pitch decks to prepare them for the investor meeting, investors meeting, to prepare their slides, their PowerPoints, to set up a business model, set up market proposition, value proposition, USP, and all this stuff that every pitch deck needs to have, but not all founders know how to do it. So the if you are asking about long-term goal or my, our long-term legacy, the best scenario would be that as in 2023, we're going to help two or three founders to raise money. They're going to exit in four, five, six, seven years, and then they decide to put money back in the community and help other first-time founders uh, with fundraising and uh, scaling and so on and so on. So the goal is to improve the startup ecosystem that's going to help themselves in the in future. Yeah, yeah. Got it? Yeah, of course. So yeah. I think it's... <laughs> Um, well, I think the Czech Republic is quite going in that direction. If there is already some companies doing quite well into into funding and so on, of course, it needs to be maybe more. But yeah, it's it, it looks like there are some interesting pro, uh, startups growing, right? Already as a scale ups and yes. so on. Good. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so what do you consider are the the most common struggles of a first-time founder that yeah and how yeah i know you mentioned accounting for example or value proposition are these the the answer for that or do you think there is other areas that you can help and you see more important in general in general uh check Czech Republic as a country is not that big. It's actually really small and Czech market is not that big as well. Meaning our first goal or our biggest struggle is to uh, support founders or help founders to think globally since day one. The best or yeah, the best scenario, the best case is to find a founder that's already thinking about selling his or her product to German market, French French market, and so on and so on. Not just focusing on a Czech Republic, Slovakia, and so on, but thinking globally since day one. I think that's A, like the first struggle here of Czech, Czech, Czech Czech founders or Czech startupers. And B, it's this presentation skills. I don't know if yeah, I think I can, yeah, I can name it as a presentation skills because in uh, Disruptors, uh, we hosted this European final of the Worldwide Startup Competition. Mm-hmm. And if we compare European or Czech presentation skills, Czech pitches with uh, US uh, or Western European ones, uh, there is this difference in uh, believing in themselves. Like American founder, American startupist can uh, convince you that he's the one who's going to change the world, even though he's not going to do it, but he believes it so much that this his positive idea thinking is in his presentation, in his speech. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, B, that's point two. Mm-hmm. Good. So, and what are the... So for you as a startup kitchen, so what are the products and services that you are providing and how are you able to 
to monetize? I don't know if you are planning to monetize them or what is the way to be sustainable in the long term for you guys? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. I don't have answers to that <laughs> as of now because it's still non-profit mm. and uh, it doesn't make money, mm. uh, this startup kitchen. You know, uh, the thing is that me and my colleagues, we all have part-time job or full-time job uh, next to this startup kitchen mm. platform. So we are not, it's not our duty to make money, to, you know, find some revenue streams. It would be great. I'm not going to complain. It would be great. However, it's not the first and the biggest motivation that we have around Startup Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. There are several revenue streams, like uh, we have, we host events and we take partners and sponsors for these events. We do podcasts and sometimes we can cover our expenses for podcast recording. Uh, we do scouting, as I said, we are helping founders with pitch deck, uh, preparation uh, to pitch to investors and so on and so on. And once the investment is successfully made, we can get some fee or some reward in form of equity during the investment round. So there are several streams. However, it's, as I said, it's not our duty or our first and biggest motivation mm-hmm. to make money. And to answer the question, how we help the founders and the community it's these educational activities that we do, like uh, podcasts, which our Kate, our lovely Kate, is doing. Uh, we had Michael Schuster, his managing partner or former managing partner of Speed Invest, one of the biggest VC funds here in Europe. Or we had uh, Andrzej Bartosz from Credo Ventures. Credo Ventures, it's one of the best Czech VC funds, if not the best one. And Andrzej Bartosz, it's something like Jaromir Jagr in mm-hmm. ice hockey. He's the legend of this investing, startup investing. And uh, yeah, and uh, we have this blog articles. It's called Why We Invested In. Like once there is some investment round, we're going to ask questions to the leading investor and to the founder about how they convince the investor to put the money in. What were the metrics? What were the reasons that he dis- he or she decided to invest in? And so on and so on. To make it le- uh, like a tool or like a something that other founders can go through, can read, and then get the know-how, how to reach out to investors. Also, we do this invite-only networking, meaning we're going to set up an event, and uh, what is said there stays there. Like, not public events, but invite-only events. And it's such easier for uh, first-time founders, for beginners, to get some advices from the already successful ones because they can cut the bullshit. They don't have to be aware of what they are saying because what is said there stays there. Yeah, and also we are participating in several investment academies and educational activities such as, as I said, Charles University or Investment Academy with Czech Invest and Havala Mm -hmm. Partners. Yeah, we do kind of. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. So it looks like you are reflecting about all the activities you are doing, which are a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, of course. It's a lot of things. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, kudos to the podcast as well of, of Star Kitchen because I've been listening, for example, the last one with Lucy Breshova. It was quite good as well. And yeah, so it's, mm-hmm. so it's something to follow as well. I will put in the description of this episode as well. 
Um, thank you. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so now talking about, yeah, you mentioned you are collaborating with universities in the context of the charged universities. So uh, do you see progress in the yeah. Czech Republic that the universities are being open to you guys to help them with the students to create their own businesses in in the long term? How do you feel the cooperation is happening in that? Or if you can comment into that, of course, but yeah. Um, it depends. It depends. Mm. I'm thinking how to how to put it in words. Mm, it depends on the people that are working mm. in a university. Like today, we met uh, several awesome ladies from Charles University that decided to host these educational workshops on entrepreneurships by themselves. It's not university mm -hmm. initiative; it's their own initiative. And thanks to this awesome people, awesome ladies and their activities like uh, free time activities. It's not during their work time, it's during their free time. They set up these possibilities and chances for curious students and those who really want to uh, be a founders or be entrepreneurs to learn something new. So if you are asking me about universities, I have to say it depends on people that are working in this uh, innovation departments mm -hmm. and so on and so on. Yeah, but we got a really good experience with Charles University and uh, Cheveute, Czech Tech. Good, good. And on this uh, journey, so I assume that everything hasn't been color pink and everything perfect. So do you have any stories of issues that you have had in this uh, short time that you are running the Star Kitchen or even in the past as well, like with other communities that you have been building with the conference and, and other projects yeah <laughs> and what you have learned um, right out of that because maybe our... that's more important <laughs> what you have learned out of yeah. yeah 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 i think our biggest fail or my my biggest fail was in may 2020 it was few weeks or months after the mm. pandemic and lockdown started Everything stopped. I think you, we all remember that. Everything stopped, and we had this idea to host a 3D virtual summit, virtual conference in 3D virtual reality. And we put together a team. Um, most of the team members are from Startup Kitchen. Like it was the same team uh, two or three years back. And we made a collaboration partnership with Mozilla. Mm -hmm. Mozilla. It's a platform in the United States that created Mozilla Firefox, right? The web browser and so on. And also they got this Mozilla Hubs, which is a 3D environment. And we made a partnership with them to host this uh, big startup conference, expo, workshops and so on in their uh, 3D hubs. It was first ever 3D virtual reality startup conference in Europe. We got speakers and commercial partners from huge uh, individuals like Guy Kawasaki. He was in Apple mm -hmm. and Canva. He was helping to market the Macintosh back then with Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak and so on. And he was even willing to send us some money and be an angel investor and so on and so on. So we prepared this everything, this conference for 600 people or uh, how many. 
And of course, the technology can break down, wow. come down. <laughs> it all crashed in, I don't know, 30 or 40 seconds <laughs> since the beginning. So we quickly switched to Zoom and did it via Zoom. And it, it wasn't as successful as I imagined. It was kind of a mm. big fail, uh, I must admit. However, it was great experience that showed us that we, I like being a pioneer, go through the ways that no one walked before. Like there were so many people telling me that it's a stupid idea, it's gonna crash down and in the end it crashed. However, I had to go through that way and I had to find it by myself. And it showed me, it helped me to improve my, all my skills and experience. And I think it wasn't that uh, <laughs> panic experience or that uh, horrifying experience for my team members because they decided to stick with me and still <laughs> doing awesome stuff with startup. Good. So do you, do you at least motivate them to keep going and to also try something new, right? So that's yeah. important. <laughs> I don't have to... Yeah, I don't have to kidnap their families. <laughs> they are working with me voluntarily. Well, the, the thing, maybe some other learning out of that is to maybe try these new technologies in a lowest stakes or something like that, maybe with a smaller event or something like that, <laughs> and then go to the bigger event, maybe. But, but I mean, that's a typical yeah. story that... Um, I mean, everyone, more or less everyone, when you are disrupting something, will will tell you, well, this is a crazy idea, yeah. right? But but maybe you could make it, right? So that, yeah. <laughs> yes, you're completely right. We should do it with a much smaller mm. size. That's good. good. Yeah. Now, going more to the positive side of stuff, well, although at the end you can remember this as positive as well, right? So um, what are the milestones that you have achieved till now that you are proud, even if it's a small win? So how... How do you feel till now into that? It can be with the Star Kitchen and also with the previous roles in Disruptors and, and, and VC companies. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think the biggest milestones were uh, the possibility or the chance to talk to really awesome entrepreneurs and speakers that we had at our events like the biggest star was steve wozniak from apple he co-founded mm -hmm. apple with steve jobs and we had uh, several 20 or 30 minutes calls with him and it was just us like me kate and mr wozniak and we could just talk to him about his stories and experience and he's so down-to-earth guy it was, yeah, it was one of the biggest milestones. It's same with uh, Tosca Musk. She's a sister of Elon Musk. She's an entrepreneur herself as well. She's got her own streaming service. It's like Netflix, but only focused on romantic movies. It calls uh, Passion Flix, it calls. And uh, yeah, and again, it was super, super great experience just to see how they work, how they communicate, how they behave, their attention to every detail. It's, uh, it's, I think it's biggest milestones. And yeah, we had speakers from Stanford, Revolut, NASA, astronaut from NASA, uh, Y Combinator, and so on. So just meeting these uh, 
super successful and super experienced people is I think the biggest milestone and biggest reward I can get from mm-hmm. this job. Good. And yeah. maybe following on, on this conversation you have had with these uh, people mm-hmm. who has achieved certain level of success. Uh, so what um, what do you think has been the key learnings out of those? I, I know that you mentioned this attention to detail. So um, maybe we, what, what does yeah. it mean that for you? So it means that they were trying to create something close to perfect or it was like, yeah, what is the, yeah, what do you think is your learnings out of those conversations with them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it differs. It differs. I'm gonna speak specifically about Mr. Wozniak and uh, Tosca Mask because they both of them got one thing in common, and it's same with uh, I met Václav Audes from Havel Upman Partners. It's a company law or law firm here in uh, in Czech Republic, and he's got this quote, this motto on on his table, and it's called kill them with kindness and i like this quote because it shows that you me or those successful people they don't have to be these sharks and mm-hmm. these you know assholes just to be super successful you can be kind and nice to and helpful to others and still make it to the mm-hmm. top level Got it, got it. Yeah, so it's like I typically yeah. follow Gary V and his comments and he's saying that he wants to build a honey yeah. empire and not a vinegar empire or something like that. So yeah, it's kind of similar <laughs> quoting, let's say in a different way. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. yeah. Correct, yeah. It's yeah, that's baby. quite yeah. important to always be kind with everyone. Yeah. Um Yeah, so, well, talking now, we are talking about success and you actually in your, let's say the tagline of a startup kitchen, you are talking about, yeah, seeking a recipe for success is no piece of cake. So what does it mean success for you as a person and maybe as a startup kitchen? So it's like, like success for you means like you mentioned that two or three companies exit in five to seven years and then Mm -hmm. return um some favors to, to the Czech community or how how do you feel how do you define this concept yeah i think you just said it i think you just said you just said it what's the success for startup kitchen is to help improve the ecosystem here in Czech republic like i know startup kitchen it it's not gonna be unicorn i'm not gonna we're not gonna sell it uh, to someone it's not gonna make us billionaires startup kitchen is gonna be here uh, as a non-profit as long as it, it as long as it's gonna be needed and uh, the goal would be to help others to become super successful and then put the money back give back to community give back to new generation of upcoming first-time founders so yeah that would be the long time mm-hmm. success good good so if one of these companies that are going to come to you and potentially be doing an exit in few years later so what is the initial mm-hmm. step to communicate with you guys so uh, yeah what are your recommendations how to approach you and where where would you recommend to go and visit you or go to your events and so on mm-hmm. i think 
I believe this venture capital field, it's a relationship based job, based work, meaning uh, we need to set up good relationship with the founders and build on this relationship. So if there's going to be someone who's going to skyrocket in the next upcoming two or three years and become next unicorn or next super successful exitor, we're going to work with him or her continuously through the next upcoming years. And uh, let's see if those boys and girls, they decide to put the money back at the end of the day when they become successful. Like, um, as of now, the easiest way to approach us is on our events. Uh, we got a list of events at our website. And also we use all these basic social media accounts like LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and so on. And also uh, the easiest way to reach out to us directly, like me, Kate, Nikki, Domi, it's via LinkedIn, I believe, via mm-hmm. LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah, I see in your website you have, for example, the Staro Grilling, where maybe you will be the guy managing the grill. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Startup Grilling. It's going to be at the end of the June, and the concept is to do reverse pitching. Meaning, uh, till now, it works like founders are pitching in front of VC venture capitalists mm-hmm. sitting in a jury. We're going to do it vice versa. Meaning, venture capitalists going to pitch their VC funds and founders going to be sitting in a jury. And that's the grilling <laughs> that we're going to make because uh, I think it's going to be funny for some VCs, venture capitalists, to try <laughs> pitches themselves because they're going to see it's not that easy as it looks from the jury perspective. Yeah, we So yeah, that's going to be our so it will be interesting then because it so, will be like uh, to see if the VCs actually apply the recommendations that they <laughs> they say, right? So. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh I hope to, uh, we're going to see you there. Yeah, that will be good to to join. I hope you're going to come <laughs> because of... Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I know that you, you have been praising a lot your team that you basically don't work and your team is doing all the work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I wanted to comment. So what are the values and skills that you are trying to integrate in your team? And maybe if you are looking for someone else in your team or you already are a complete uh, machine of good people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, from my point of view, we are a group of individual, group of misfits that wouldn't work alone, meaning I wouldn't be that successful if I hadn't my colleagues around myself, around me. I'm good at some stuff, I think. However, I, I am only half successful when I'm alone. My colleagues, I think it's similar case. They are kind of really good. However, if we put all us four or five together, we create a really super successful team. It's not always unicorns <laughs> and pink and, you know, of course we are arguing and <laughs> screaming and, uh, you know, shutting the doors and so on. However, we've worked together for more than five years 
far from far from high peers with I think Dome the longest, and um, yeah, the, you you, you asked me about the values. I don't I don't know the values. It's I have to get the connection to this person since moment one, and if I don't, it's okay. However, our team is based on this trust for the relationship. Yeah, well. Trust is one important value, right? That you can, like, these persons can have your back for their role and that you know that they will be, as you have in your LinkedIn, problem solvers, right? Like, how to figure out this stuff and, and to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, um, maybe we can go, uh, I mean, we have been talking about a lot about the Star Kitchen, but maybe we can go to your past. And, and mm -hmm. I, I know you have been working in Air Ventures uh, as an analyst. And of course, always, also as a director in, in, in what is called now the Disruptors. Um, so what are your learnings out of those experiences? If you can mention one or two key takeaways of, of those experiences and yeah, so that you can comment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, it was super useful. Both of them, both of you mentioned disruptors and adventures because venture capital as a field, I, I haven't found a university or school where uh, where I could learn venture capital. I think it's one of the fields that you need to learn from others ongoing uh, because there are no online courses, not many books that can help you get into this field. And I was lucky enough to meet great guys like Wasik Pavlečka in Adventures who helped me to learn this venture capital field, learn how to scout, how to do the analysis, uh, how to do the networking and so on and so on. So that's the first uh, great thing that happened to me. And second great thing was the team that set it, was set it up around the disruptors or used to be called Startup Recommend Summit because it was all this Dome, Nikki, Kate and those who are with me in Startup Kitchen. I met them or we put together, we were put it together at uh, Disruptors. And uh, as we were so small team doing so big things that it wouldn't be possible with different team. Meaning we didn't have a budget, we didn't have a network. However, we were able to reach out to Steve Wozniak and bring him at least online to our, mm -hmm. our conference. And those stuff wouldn't be possible if we wouldn't be awesome. <laughs> good, yeah. good. So how, how, how big was the team? As you mentioned, it was a small, but so in this Raktor, for example, how was the key players there then? Do you remember? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, two or three full-timeists. And then we have part-timeists and in the peak, before the event itself, like in, I don't know, August or September, there were 11 or 12 of us. And then we have this network of uh, volunteers, production company, catering company, network ship partners, and, and so on and so on. Like all together, it was mm. <laughs> 40 to 50 people working on the, on the event. 
However, through the year, uh, working full time was just yeah, two or yeah, three yeah. of us. So it's a lot of coordination and, and <laughs> to achieve the the final event. That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and as you can imagine, events are not that profitable. Yeah, and and so, yeah, I mean, I I know it personally. My brother was well. He started a company of events when he was nineteen, but it's different events. It was like parties, concerts, and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, if the weather was bad that day, it was yeah. You needed to predict it months ahead or something. That's like complicated, right? So. Yeah. so yeah, exactly. so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's really tricky. Yeah. Um, good. Um, yeah, but I mean, it looks like you have been participating a lot into building communities, right? So, uh, and I know mm-hmm. by myself that, and of course, how I see the market right now is quite important for companies and startups to create communities, let's say, first before actually maybe creating a product. So, would you agree with this statement or do you think it's, it's a matter of, hey, just go create the product and then find the people who will join your, your product? So how, how do you feel and what would be your recommendations if community building should be something that a founder should take as a priority in, in these times, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, again, a really good question. I think it's different for B2C mm-hmm. and B2B because um, it's easier to build community yeah. around B2C project or product. Uh, we, I, I don't think I have a advices how to build great community because I think we do it mm-hmm. naturally, meaning this venture capital field, as I said, it's based on relationships and good relationships. And once we help someone and we don't want anything in return, we do it just because we think it's right. It helps us build the community, build the relationships and then the community. It's same with, uh, I don't know, keeping our word, keeping our promises. It sends the signal to the community and it's much easier to build the community afterwards. I think, I believe that's the one of the most critical points when building a community to make it mm-hmm. trustworthy. And then all this stuff like love brand, etc., etc., it needs to be trustworthy, especially in these times, in, in these turbulent times where uh, customers are thinking about every coin, about every money that's going to be paid. So it's based on mm. being trustworthy. Yeah, yeah you said that you won't give advice, but I think this is a quite nice advice because <laughs> I mean, um, in general, yeah, you need, if you want to create a community, you need to give value first and uh, even without expectations, but actually, actually in the midterm, long term, actually it will come back to you somehow, right? It's not like a deterministic plan that you need to do x y and c then suddenly you have a result but but if you provide value to certain community or certain target of type of niche or something it will it it will return to you somehow right even if you have zero expectations i think yeah 
Mm. Yeah, you said it correctly. <laughs> like maybe we do it vice versa. I'm gonna ask you tips. Well, I mean, I... <laughs> you're gonna answer. No, no, no. I, I, I'm just giving you what I think, and of course, I am not the best expert in community building. So, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's also it's about how I see. Uh, for example, as again, I I come and Gary B. So you can see that this guy is creating this crazy yeah. amount of content every day and. I mean, he's not earning any money mm -hmm. out of that. So that's, but that is kind of serendipity who bring his money after that somehow or some, some, some results out of that. Yeah. yeah. Gary Vee is a really good example on mm. how to vertically. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Good. Um, now, um, talking more about uh, your, your times as an investment analyst. So, how do you see difference between your time in air venture uh, capitals compared to now? And because the markets have changed, right? So I, I see there was this means out, out of, of the years 2020, 2022, yeah. where there was a lot of funding, but now is everyone is talking about cash flow and the founders are asking, okay, what is cash flow? So, <laughs> so, so how how do you see that and yeah how, how do you see yeah. the changes in the in the funding um, mindset and mm -hmm. yeah and what startup founders now needs to take into account more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm, as you said it those times at 2021 2022, those were <laughs> crazy times regarding regarding the valuations and investment rounds and the amount of money that was that was put it in uh, in startups, and uh, that has changed. The biggest focus, or one of the biggest focus as of now, is to uh, create a revenue. Focus on revenue, meaning find uh, paying customers and then ask for an investment to scale the sales on existing customers. I know that 18 months back, maybe 12 months back, there were investments based only on pitch deck, on napkin ideas, on some promises of founders. But those, those these times are gone. As of now, uh, the revenue and those companies that can make money on their own, they got much better uh, position for negotiations than those that uh, don't have product market mm -hmm. yet. Good. Yeah. And maybe from, uh, I will make the question because, but um, of course you can tell me if you can mm -hmm. talk about that. Uh, so it's, how do you, how do you yeah. ever used to evaluate or currently as well, evaluate for you product market fit as uh, investor perspective because of course that varies of course the metrics and niches and so on so what was your kind of rule of thumb about how to evaluate it in in general yeah. mm -hmm. um, i'm gonna divide this answer into two mm. uh, parts first part is with the pre-seed and super early stage companies, we used to did this thing that 
once we had a founder who had B2C product and he wasn't sure, he or she wasn't sure about uh, project market fit or about paying customers. Our previous offices were in uh, Staroniecké náměstí mm-hmm. in Skalský institute. And we used to take these founders outside and try to convince as many uh, <laughs> people in, in the uh, in the square mm-hmm. in the Staroniecké náměstí if they would be paying customers of this service or not. Meaning, uh, try to convince as many B2C potential customers and then see the results.
Thank you very much for joining us. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights. Feel free to share with your friends and looking forward to seeing you next time.